And good afternoon and welcome uh, to Not Minding My Own My Own Business. I'm your host, Russell Farbiars, your estate planning and elder law attorney. And I am joined here uh, today by Jacob Mochan. Did I, did I say that correctly? Well, I accept all the, all the versions of my last name pronunciations, but my dad would say Mohan. Mohan. Okay. Mm-hmm. I, I'm with you. I accept all the pronunciations of my last name as well. <laughs> and, and Jacob is with Junk Luggers. So welcome, Jacob. Hey, pleasure to be here. I'm glad I uh, finally made it. And uh, yeah, it's going to be a fun conversation, hopefully. I, 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 think, I think so. So why don't we kick it off, Jacob? Why don't you tell our, our listeners a little bit about who you are and what you do? Yeah, sure. Uh, so as, as, we, as we said, my name is Jacob Mohon. I own a local franchise for junk luggers. We are an eco-friendly junk and furniture removal company. Um, and we are now available nationwide, definitely here in the whole metro Philly, Philly area. So we, we do everything from, you know, pick up of uh, old furniture when you get new one to whole house keynotes. And oftentimes we are engaged in estate situations. And I guess that's why we're here. Yeah. So why don't we talk, why don't we dive into that a little bit? What, what can you, your company do um, to help an estate out? Yeah, that's a good question. And I think the way I look at this is we can probably relieve some of the stress that the executor of the of the estate is dealing with. Um, you know, obviously, I wasn't in this business my whole life. I actually spent most of my life selling medical devices. And, you know, kind of like halfway, I guess, to my career, I decided, well, I want to do something else and stay maybe closer to my family and not travel as much as I did in the past. Um uh, and and that's how I got into this eco-friendly junk removal. Um, love the franchise and how we're growing and love what we're doing. Because what we're doing is we're trying to take the stuff out of the house and still see if it can be reused, uh, repurposed um, to benefit the community. We work with local charities. And 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 I think that's fundamentally what differentiates us from, from other junk removal companies. But I think in the estate situation, I've met many times people that, you know, are now exec- executors of the estate, but they haven't done it before, right? And they are overwhelmed with this whole process. Uh, and I think using company like ours um, can alleviate some of the stress away from them um, because they don't have to worry about it. We can just take care of the, the whole process and they can feel good that the items, the memories are, you know, treated with respect. So it's interesting. You, you say eco-friendly, and so you're not just hauling this stuff over to the dump. What are you doing with it? That's 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 a big differentiation between us and what we call bad guys. Um, <laughs> so <laughs> we 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 try to divert as much as we can from the landfill. Uh, that doesn't mean that you'll never see our truck at the landfill. Uh, there's plenty of situations where the items that we have on the truck, you know, just cannot cannot not, nothing else can be done with it. But we pride ourselves on on recycling many of the items. Uh, and then what's even more important, it's repurposing them. So we love work with local organizations like, you know, Habitat for Humanity or Opportunity House or, or um, uh, Hope Rescue Mission. And we try to donate items to them. Or uh, when we resell some of the items, we benefit our, um, our partner, which is Habitat for Humanity. Um, and generally speaking, we'll do whatever we can to make sure that the items are are reused and and not thrown away. 
That's that's great because there's so much that gets ends up in the landfill these days. You know, we have a, very much have a culture of you know we of things being disposable. That it's nice. Yeah, you know, it's absolutely. Nice. I mean, you know, and generally speaking, people love to buy stuff. Uh, and uh, you know, my number one message on any any conversation that I have these days, especially after being in this business, is you know, before you buy something, think if you really. Uh, want to use it uh, and if you really will use it and 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 almost like argue with yourself because you know I always joke every time we do a whole house clean out there is a you know whole bag of items that are all marked as seen on tv you know those items that have been sold on tv so <laughs> everyone is buying them and an amazing connecting element between all these cleanouts. none of these items are are taken out of the box so people love to buy them, just throw them in a garage, throw them in a basement uh, or in the closet, but they will never use them. So, yeah, sometimes maybe question whether you need to buy what you think you want to buy, um, you know, and then try to get rid of those items even before before other people need to take care of it. Yeah. Yeah, we definitely uh, have a very consumer-based culture uh, yeah. in, in our country. So... Now, I, I would imagine a lot you do a lot of whole health clean cleanups when you're working with within a state. Uh, what are some tips you could give to an executor when dealing with you know a whole house of of stuff? Yeah, that's that's a very good question. I I think um, you know in in the last two years I I, I can't say that I've seen everything, but I've seen um, a lot of these situations, and you know some of them are kind of good examples some of them are definitely kind of like learning opportunities and um you know i i, I think i'm gonna start with the most cliche statement and and that's planning right you know have some some planning in place and i've seen families that definitely planned that definitely selected the right person to be sort of the one who is who's responsible for it and and has sort of some sort of plan of execution um, and I'm sure that lawyers like you can help them with many of these things. But I think many aspects of it are are very family specific. Um, so I think, you know, to some extent, it's the family that has to sit down sometimes and, and come up with that plan. Um, another thing that I that I that I would say is the learning opportunity that I've noticed is sometimes folks need to be very reasonable about what they can, what they cannot do. Right. So in this planning process, you know, almost like going back to the conversation about whether you need to buy something, kind of need to sit down with the family and find out whether we can do it ourselves. Right. Because there's plenty of states where um, we get pulled in and there's already a dumpster on the driveway. Fantastic if you want to do it on your own. But clearly they were hoping that they can do it on the on their own and they didn't. And by that time, oftentimes family family members don't want to talk to each other. Um, and that basically means that a couple of weekends that they spent clearing the house them by themselves just wasn't a good experience for them. Um, you know, they ended up probably arguing about it and just walked away from it, you know, in a worse shape than they were walking in. So, you know, just think about what you really can do, what you really cannot do. Um, be realistic about it. Um, you know, another thing that I oftentimes find out is, you know, people people think they can drive, you know, pull the trailer and then they realize that they cannot. So just, again, be realistic how you plan, be realistic how you, how you manage this process um, so that you are not adding more stress to already stressful situations. 
That's a good point is that, you know, we, you know, a lot of people think, well, it's just, that just some, some trash I can, I can get, get rid of it. But when you're talking about, you know, a 2,500, 3,000, 4,000 square foot home, that's a, that's a lot of stuff to take out, isn't Correct. it? Correct. <laughs> and and, and if, if people don't have experience, they don't realize that, you know, it's a couple of walks um, back and forth to the attic and, you know, halfway through the day, people, people just give up and, and they just realize that they cannot do it. So. So how do you how do you work with with your customers when you know there's some stuff that they they clearly want to get rid of but there's some stuff that might have sentimental value and that they might want to preserve? Absolutely, and you know we work we work with the clients the way they want to sort of work with us. We can make many suggestions to them. We oftentimes will encourage them if they have very valuable items to engage um uh auctioneers and we have plenty that we can recommend in situations like this if you have items of value and you can resell them on your own you should resell them on your own if you have other items that you think you can donate on your own donate on your own and there's plenty of organizations that can they can help with it um and then um it, you know oftentimes when we come into a clean out uh we'll ask the, the client hey is there any anything that you're looking for is there anything that the family was looking for in the house and they couldn't find right because even though they might have spent two weeks looking for something um we may actually find it ourselves um they there has been situations where families told us oh there's nothing of value in this house everything is the trash and then we we actually found you know world war ii medals and the family member said well we spent three weeks looking for them and we didn't think that they're in the house um, we ended up finding them. So, um, you know, it's, it, it can be, it can be, the process can be done in any way the clients want it to be done, but we can definitely advise them on how to do it in the most cost-effective way and in a way that sort of preserves the most memories. Um, and, you know, all of, all the members of our team, all of the John Grug residents across the country, they're always employees of our, of our franchisee, franchise, franchisees. Um, they're all trained and they're not trained just on, you know, how to remove fridge out of the kitchen. They're also trained how to manage a difficult situation like this, right? So, you know, we're, we're everything from how we handle the items or also how we look at the items, um, you know, and how we treat the property of 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 the estate, right? So there's plenty of situations where, you know, we lift uh, a couch and there's cash coming out of it, right? And we return the cash to the to the to the client, and um, and it's it's kind of interesting to see those situations. Yeah, and I'm sure they're very surprised when you when you do that. You return all those coins that fall out of the couch after right. uh, after you you lift it. Now, do you, you just, I, I guess you, you sort of haul all that stuff, stuff away. You don't, you don't, do you have a dumpster on site when you're doing this or do you just. Yeah. So we, 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 we bring our trucks um, and then the way we pack our trucks, um, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll always try to separate items that we think can be donated from items that can be recycled or items that unfortunately have to be thrown away. Um, and the clients don't have to worry about it. You know, that happens on our end, sort of behind the scenes. Um, one big, big differentiation between us and everyone else uh, is, you know, when we say that we can actually donate an item, 
um, when we were successful in donating that item, we actually provide a donation receipt for, for, for the items that were successful in donating. Oh, that's great. That's great. So you'll actually turn around and provide that donation receipt yep. to the, to the executor, which is, which is great because they can then use that to get some sort of tax relief. Um, exactly. Exactly. Which may not be gigantic, but it's, you know, yeah. everything makes, makes a difference. And we, we pride ourselves on having a process in place where we kind of track the items that we donate and we can actually generate donation receipt. And, you know, I have a system in place that will notify me when, you know, something, one of those tasks was not completed. And, um, you know, I have a coach within the franchise that is, you know, checking with me every week to make sure that, our donation um, sort of statistics are are up to snuff, and then whether we donate, um, you know, more than than others. So you're keeping data. You're keeping data on that to make sure that that those donations really do happen. Absolutely, and- absolutely. Yeah. And you know, our teams, you know, uh, when our team is leaving a job again, whether it's a small job or a big job, you know, the you know, we ask them about. The experience of the client, but then the next question is: are, are we donating any items from from that particular job? Nice, nice. So, what what is the process when someone wants to to work with you? What what happens? Yeah, so they can reach out to me directly, and you know, you have my contact information, or they can call our appointment center. So we have uh, an appointment center which is based here in U.S. They're actually based in Connecticut. Um, they're open, I believe, now twenty two hours every day. Um, they will um, most likely for a state situation set up what we call estimate appointment. Um, and I will meet with uh, with the client just to kind of walk through the house and just figure out what is the overall volume. Um, that day when we meet, I will provide an estimate for the removal and the estimate is based on the volume of items that we see in the house. Um, something that is also important about our estimates, and I explained it always in the estate situations, that is especially important. There are always worst case scenarios. You know, I'm oftentimes in a house and, you know, the house is full of stuff um, and we're walking through a room and, you know, executor is saying, well, this is this is a, a, a cure that, you know, Aunt Missy wants to take. So she was most likely going to take this piece of furniture. And I always say, and that's fantastic, but just in case she will decide last minute that she will not, I can still include it in this in this estimate. I can I can include everything in the estimate, and you have the worst case scenario, so that you don't have to worry about it. You know what's mm-hmm. going to be your total cost, and you almost have a, a another motivation for you to again donate on your own, give it away on your own, and ultimately your cost of removal is going to be the the lesser of the two meaning it's going to be not the it's either the estimate or 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 whatever is actually the volume that we're taking out so if i estimated 10 trucks but you were able to give away many of the items on your own and we ended up pulling five trucks you're paying only for five trucks okay well that, that that's that's fair you know that that, make, that makes a lot of sense but the good news is we'll always stick by our estimate. And I was in a situation where we had a, a an estate that was, I think at the end, 25 trucks. And we <laughs> estimated it to be 23 trucks. And the, the two trucks were all provided no cost. Very nice. Very good. Very good. And again, 
we're, we're trying to make sure that interaction with us is the one that is relieving the stress versus adding stress to already stressful situation. And that's much appreciated. I, I know from working with executors uh, regularly that it can be a very stressful situation. Um, yeah. and, and, and that's what we try to do too. We try to say, you know, your problem is now our problem, you know, try not to stress too much about it, but, but people still, still do. So, that, so yeah, it's a, it's a good service that, that you're, that you're providing. Now, what is the most unique or interesting or strange thing that you've ever had to remove from a house? <laughs> you know what? I, 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 I don't think that you would ever predict that a business for us, it's what, two years of us being in business, you will hear an answer like this. The strangest thing that we removed from the house or property, let's put it this way, uh -huh. was an experimental airplane. Oh, wow. That is, that is definitely different. Which was enclosed in a, um, in a um, trailer that had to be taken out too. So it wasn't <laughs> in the house, but it was on the driveway. Um, a fantastic client of ours. Um, I think it was her late husband that was flying. Uh, and when he passed away, you know, this, this trailer was on her driveway for a couple of years, started to fall apart. And, um, yeah, I mean, she couldn't really use the garage, couldn't really use the driveway and, uh, yeah, we took care of it. <laughs> it's, it's, it keep, keeps things interesting, right? Yep, exactly. So we've removed, we've removed, uh, boats and airplanes <laughs> and, uh, it's, yeah, it's pretty crazy. Well, let's see. Have you ever removed a train? Because you know this is Thanksgiving I, time. So, I so guess yes, you're right. They only miniature trains. Yeah. So <laughs> planes, trains, and automobiles. You know. Yeah, I, we can say that. <laughs> yeah. You know, we're recording the the week before Thanksgiving here, so that's <laughs> that that movie is part of part of our our family tradition. So that so it's what there it you reminded go. me of. Uh, so, how did you originally get started in in this in this line of work? Yeah, it's a, it's an interesting question. Um, um, I think I mentioned I spent most of my career in medical device sales and marketing. Um, I traveled a lot. We have four kids, and it's it's a joke. It wasn't really like this, but I, the joke that I always say is at some point of time, my wife told me I either find new family or find a new job. Um, so I decided <laughs> to uh, find a new job, and I always wanted to um, have my own business. Um, I looked at different franchises. I looked at the possibility of buying an existing business and I decided on, on junk loggers, uh, you know, and it's, it was crazy time when I made that decision. I, um, I actually quit my, my job on, in November of 2019, oh. right before we knew about COVID. Um, and I was still evaluating different businesses like in February and March where <laughs> it still kind of wasn't fully kicking in. Like I was still able to go yeah. to, to discovery days and meet with people in person. And then almost a week after I signed the papers for like, I'm opening Jungle Luggers on you know, uh, May 1st, the whole world shut down. Um, <laughs> so it was, it was kind of fun. We, uh, and, and, and I, you know, there's many reasons why I like this business. I generally speaking, like kind of like businesses of necessity versus businesses of choice. I like how scalable it is. I, I, I like this sort of green mission that they're embarking on. So, um, you know, there was just many things that made it attractive and uh, we're definitely having fun with it. 
Well, that's great. That's great. You know, that's definitely, um, definitely interesting, definitely uh, an interesting story. And, you know, I've talked to a bunch of people who, you know, we're starting new business ventures and then, and then here comes COVID and, you know, yeah. makes, makes things challenging. How did you sort of get it going, you know, with, during that time? Yeah. I mean, it's, it, it, it was definitely challenging, right? So first of all, I think I was planning to start mid April to beginning of May. We ended up opening June 1st. So we were delayed and we were delayed mostly because the supply chain already started to have hiccups. Um, we were finally able to get our first truck. You know, I, I, I found the first employee that decided to do it with me. And, um, you know, the, the, I think the first week when we opened, we operate in, in Berks County, Chester County, and Lancaster counties. Again, we covered the whole Philly Metro with other franchises, but these were the three counties that we operated in. And I think when we opened, all three of them were red. Basically, only businesses of necessity that were allowed to operate and, you know, all sorts of kind of crazy regulations. And, you know, we, we put masks on the truck printed, uh, you know, like a letter indicating that we're a business of necessity and um, and we just go, went with it. So, you know, that's kind of what it was. And it's worked, which is, which is, which is great. Correct. Now, that, now, what is something about your industry that the average person wouldn't necessarily be aware of? Uh, honestly, the average person is actually still not aware that this industry exists. <laughs> This is very true. You know, I think that 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 to me is the most intriguing thing about it. And quite honestly, probably before getting into it, I had no idea that it existed. It's not like you see these trucks on the road all the time. I probably see them now. You know, there's obviously many companies that offer similar services in in this industry, and you know, at least one of them is considered you know the largest in in the world. And you would think that because of that, they have like a gigantic brand recognition and they still don't. And the main reason is most people still don't realize that this type of service is, is available. And I think because of that, you know, oftentimes even in situations like the estate situation, they struggle because they don't know, um, they don't know how to do it in, a, in an easy way. They don't, you know, un unless you knew somebody that did it before, um, you just may not be aware that this service is available. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. You know, it, and it's and it's a very helpful service. But I, I think you're right that most people don't really know that you guys you guys are out there. Uh, and you probably work with a lot of, you know, estate attorneys. You probably also work with a lot of realtors who have properties absolutely. that need uh, that need needs need some help. Absolutely. So. Are you originally a, a Berks County native, or, or are you a transplant? Yeah, I, I am a, a very much a transplant. I was uh, I was born in Poland, and um, went to school in Illinois. Uh, I actually I actually moved a lot in my life, um, and then I moved to New Jersey, and what almost twenty years ago we moved to Pennsylvania, partly because the company that I work for uh, moved to Pennsylvania, uh, and in Pennsylvania I actually lived in. In Chester County, then Montgomery County, then and after my wife finished her training, we moved to Berks County eight years ago. Oh, very nice. And, and 
what is your fondest memory of the of the Berks County area? Um, I, I actually, I always, I always love Nodley Forest, and and it's kind of it, it's a fondest memory, but it's also one of those things where it took me like I think four years for our family to to do a walk in a forest, and uh, and I just cannot believe that I spent four years not knowing about it, and uh, we go there often, and I'm just I'm just still amazed that places like this exist and. There's just so much of outdoors here that, um, and that's that's just one of many advantages that that you have in Brooks County. Wow, yeah, yeah, that it's it's definitely true that we do, we definitely have a lot of outdoor space. And when you when you've you know, I grew up in in the New York metro area, so definitely uh, see a lot uh, see a, a big difference. Yeah, uh, with with the with the outdoor space. What do you like to do when you're not working? Um, good question. So we have four kids. Uh, so, uh, they take a lot of my, uh, not working time. Um, my oldest is, uh, now in a high school band and, you know, there's soccer and, 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 and baseball, uh, for the rest of the kids. So, uh, we, we spend a lot of time, um, watching the, the sports, um, in winters, um, I like snowboarding. Another cool thing about Berks County is Burke, Burke's, um, uh, Bear Creek, uh, mm-hmm. we love going there with uh, with the family. So usually, usually Saturday mornings in 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 winter, you'll you'll find me there. Oh, very very nice, very nice. Well, Jacob, this has been great. I really appreciate having you having you on the show, so we can learn more about uh, what you do and how you can help. Is there something that people should be more aware of about what you do? Well, Other I think. Than- I think I think everything that we talked about and you know again if if you want to clean out the property and want to do it in a respectful eco-friendly way uh, we're the way to go um, again the the fact that we are focused on reusing of the items doesn't change the the cost it's not more expensive I actually would argue that we're less expensive because of that because we are much more careful in how we pack our trucks um, and yeah we're happy to help well, thank you. What's the best way for folks to get in touch with you? Um, call me on my cell, 610-864-6514. All right. Well, thank you, Jacob, uh, for being a guest here on uh, Not Minding uh, My Own Business. Again, I'm Russell Farbiars, your estate planning elder law attorney and host. And we look, we'll look forward to seeing you for another conversation next week here on Not Minding My Own Business. Thank you. Thank you.